Come on. Come on, Ogawa. I know you can go faster. Adriana, I'm not sure we should be going this fast. Are you kidding me? This isn't fast enough. We're never going to break that record. There's got to be a way I, to get more power I think to We're going engines. straight. We're going way over the speed. Come, like... come on. How are they going to enforce that? This is space. It's huge. No one will catch us. Don't worry we're about it. We're like a fifth of the speed of light. I might need you to go back there and have a look at the engines. Come on. There's got to be a way to go faster. I don't think... We don't need to get to Alpha Centauri that bad. Oh, come on. Where's your sense of adventure, man? Faster, I I'm really telling you. I don't think we shouldn't be going this fast. I mean, why did you leave your glasses in Alpha Centauri? That's what I want to know. Listen, that's not important right now. The point is I need them back, and I need them back as soon as possible. Come on. Come on. You shouldn't be driving without them. Look, it'll be fine. It's space. What am I going to hit? It's fine. What's, um... What's that sound? I, d I don't know. Should it's the radio not the be doing that? It's fine. Uh, the engine's fine. We're lighting mm. a little bit, but it's gonna be fine. It's coming over the radio. Yep. Um, oh. Oh, look in your look in your rear view oh, mirror. Oh Oh, it's the Fuzz Adriano. Oh. It, it's the oh. space police. Fuzz kills. I knew it. That's all right, Andy. We can lose him. You've seen how fast this baby can go. No, Come you on. should pull over. I'm Adriana. not pulling over. This is space. We'll look like what? idiots. Look, they're miles behind us. Come on. I'm sure we can lose them. Ah, uh, they are catching up. They're... Andy, it's fine. It's go, fine. Go it's fine. We, we can't go, go any faster. I'm going to have to kick us into hyperspace, alright? It's the only way. I know we haven't done it before, but I'm sure it's going to work. Alright, it's going to be fine. never have let you drive. It's going to be fine, alright? Here we go. You ready? Strap in. Let's go! We're here. Oh, always makes me feel sick. Wait, I think I think oh. we lost him. I don't see him anymore. Hang on, just gonna throw up in this corner. <laughs> we made it. Don't you worry about it. Ah, we're gone. I'm going even faster. On. Excellent. We're gonna make it. This um, this doesn't look much like hyperspace, does it? What do you mean? This, I mean, it looks more like it. It looks more like the hypotheticals podcast. Alright, Andy, I've got a great new business proposition for you, alright? Okay. Body mods of the future. What is a body mod? Just explain to me. Well, at the at the basic level, you're talking tattoos and things, but you know those people who go nuts with this sort of thing? So, oh, right, uh, so, like, modifying just anything kind of, like, artificially changing your body. Yeah, but not not just a... It goes beyond makeup. We're talking about, like, filing your teeth to a point. There's, mm. like, there's that leopard man, and he's covered in leopard skin tattoos, and he's got sharp teeth. Right, right. Some people, they'll uh, they'll put, like, nodules under their skin so they can have, oh. like, a lovely <laughs> scalp or... Hey, yeah, don't judge, you know? Um, Sorry, I was just imagining <laughs> it on myself, and then that grosses me out. Yes, that also troubles me, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, some people have... I, I think I've seen metal horns, and they kind of screw into... Uh, like not directly into your skull, but I think they've they have something implanted that you can then screw these things into. Mm, it's for genius. if people want to fight bulls head on. <laughs> How cool would that be? That <laughs> would be a great sport of the future, one of our favourite topics. But yes. uh, sticking to to body mods, um, I don't think we're going far enough, and I think there's a there's a market there ripe for um, for the taking. Yeah. So I want to see, for example, uh, hair implants. Right? You know they'll they'll get little clusters of hair and they'll sort of tattoo them into your forehead mm -hmm. or your scalp like, uh, or wherever Wayne, you Like Wayne Rooney, famously. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Well, apparently so. A niche reference um, for people who follow English football. Or <laughs> soccer, as I've heard foreigners call it. Or soccer, as it's apparently called. <laughs> I've heard people complain that it gives a little bit of a Barbie doll effect, having your hair sort of in these little clusters. Hmm. But, Sounds um, a bit I strange. Yeah, either way, we can do better. And uh, for starters, why limit yourself to the head? I know that's where we traditionally have <laughs> the thickest hair. But if you've got a device that can tattoo these things in, and I, I use the word tattoo deliberately, if you can do it with that kind of uh, precision and artistry, yeah. uh, put that on someone's arms. Like, tattoo a hair design, and then it's like a, a customizable tattoo, because that's that the is, beauty that of is head great. hair. Yeah, you shampoo it, you, sh- you shave it, you you know style it. Yeah, no, I like that. Because one of the problems with tattoos is that um, employers... Uh, sometimes don't like them if they're very visible. But ah. if, you, if you had hair tattoos, you could literally, before a job interview, just shave. <laughs> that is very gone. true. I thought you were going to say they can't say anything because you have hair. Everyone's got hair. I suppose, yeah. That's, they can't be that like, too. that's absurd. I object to the pattern of hair on your chest or whatever. You'll yeah. be like, well, to be fair, why are you in a job interview shirtless? Uh, maybe if you had it on the palms of your hands, that would that would freak people out. I'd mm. imagine the handshakes, to be honest. I mean... I guess, yeah, it depends on how um, the design is of, of your hair tattoo. If it is just, like, generic patch of hair, then no. they couldn't really complain. But if you'd, like, gossip which says, I don't know, I love Mary <laughs> on your <laughs> on your hand. Or just, I hate my boss. I, you know what? I don't think that's natural. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> and, like, you, you get hair in the shape of a heart with, like, an arrow through it, and then it's yeah. like a mum underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? The thing is, if you if you let that pattern, because you can either shave it, right, or you let it grow out, and then it will become just a kind of nondescript mass of hair. It's only yeah. that sort of optimal stubble length that it will be a recognisable design. Mm. <laughs> you need to get so, that uh, five o'clock shadow. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's high maintenance, but it's also like it's bespoke. You mm. know, like this is this is for the the high effort crowd. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think it's great, and you you could go further uh, while you've got this insane tattoo machine or whatever you'd call it. Um, why why limit yourself to hair? Put some seeds in people. Get uh, some, what? Get some, yeah, get some crest seeds. Uh, you know, stuff that grows really easily that will grow on like a damp tissue. Just put I, that under my skin. Whatever. I mean, like, do you think crest would grow in a person? <laughs> I don't. Maybe you'd need to like genetically modify the crest, but I think it would be super awesome. Hmm. Yeah, maybe a type of fungus or some kind of benign. That, uh, that'd be so painful though. Like you'd have a plant growing into your like nervous system. I mean, I'm I'm basing my medical knowledge here on uh, those kids back in like primary school who used to freak people out on purpose by getting uh, compass points or like needles or whatever and stabbing them through their upper layers of skin. Oh yeah, okay. You can't feel that. You can't feel any of that. Oh, I see. So this is very, very superficial. It's not even like it's not as deep as a tattoo would go. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think the seed thing is probably temporary because obviously you don't want it like you know full fledged plants burrowing their roots into you unless yeah, we go concerned about. whole hog <laughs> no i'm thinking it's more of a seasonal you know it's spring um get some <laughs> planted under your skin just really embrace that yeah embrace that spirit of growth or maybe actually you know people put you know sometimes put flowers in their hair just plant mm. some from some flowers beneath the scalp <laughs> yeah just shave all your hair and then just flowers Bam. just flowers and grass think I'm, you'd look incredible that would be, be pretty cool actually. Meadow. also incredibly friendly to the bees 
But, right. Uh, <laughs> I gather their population is declining. We need to do something. There's only yes. so many ha- gardens, Andy. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's probably you not a good stuff. idea if you're um if you've got allergies to bees <laughs> to, to get well, these. Obviously, but I mean that's a very small percentage of the population who's really allergic to bees. I mean, let's face it, nobody likes getting stung by bees. But I, I think the bees would recognise you as a friend if your head was a bunch of flowers. Yeah, I think bees would be all right. It'd be you know you'd also attract other insects as well to live in there like aphids wasps that's true <laughs> aphids uh, would be the new lice the new head lice <laughs> they would you'd have to comb the flowers very carefully to just remove <laughs> the aphids i don't know maybe that's uh like you know you'd get new it, it opens up a whole lot of new product lines though because suddenly there's shampoo that includes you know bug killers mm. <laughs> or herbicides because you don't want weeds like what about self-seeding uh, you know it could get complicated but it opens up this whole new avenue of uh, it would create jobs it would um yeah. surely it would take away would hairdressers incorporate this into their existing business or would there be a, a new a new type of hairdresser which is dedicated solely to just like you know grass trimming that's a very good question or could gardeners branch out yeah exactly I don't know. It might be a little bit like, uh, you know, vape shops. Because mm. you used to have, like, smoking shops. You'd go to the tobacconist. And in some countries, it's still very much this way because they kind of combine them with newsagents. But, like, they're much more on the tobacco scale of things. And and these days, you can still find, like, little old-fashioned pipe shops and stuff. And they do cigars and whatnot. But mm. vape shops came in as this as this new thing. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to last. Was it just a bubble that then bursts and then they just sell all your vaping stuff at the supermarket by the cigarette yeah, stand? Yeah, you'd think so. I don't understand how those businesses um like are still around like surely not enough people are buying that much vaping gear i know once. yeah because there's also there's a bit of a stigma or is that just the internet has told me there's a bit of a stigma around vaping you don't see that I think many there is a bit of a it. stigma about it yeah people think it's pretentious i mean when people are modding uh, modding their vaping things as well it it can get a little <laughs> okay i'm picturing a person and <laughs> their head right no hair it's yep. all just little chimneys and spouts and things, <laughs> and so they, they hold a pipe to their lips, and they inhale, and then just, poof, like smoke emerges. <laughs> yes. This and they've is what got I little want. seeds, and they grow them out of their vape <laughs> machine. What are they, what's it called? A vaporizer. A, I, I don't even a vapid know. <laughs> machine. A vapid machine. I love it. Yeah. You could, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential here. Bonsais, maybe? They grow very slowly, so it would be mm. manageable, but you could create a real work of art with your, you know, your shoulder tree or whatever. Yeah, because the, the thing with body modifications is that they, they tend to get a bit more extreme over time. Kind of mm. like um, the ones where you like put pegs in your ears and then like widen it. Um, so with this, it would just be people getting larger and larger plants and incorporating them until eventually they're just kind of ants wandering around. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, why not? And I mean, I think you could. I think there'd be a certain overlap with the existing um, sort of body mod uh, gamut because I mean, those like yeah, those holes people make with plugs, hang some hang some baskets in there, get some, <laughs> get some flowers on the go. Just you don't need new stuff. Yeah, just incorporate it. You'd have to have um, some. Well, I, I just thought that you wouldn't ever need to water them either, because obviously, you know, you go out in the rain, and also if it's dry, you've got showers. It's literally what they're for. I mean, shoot, maybe if you get just the right depth, they can get some moisture from, like, your tissue fluid. I don't really know how the I human body think that... <laughs> operates. 
<laughs> if you're implanting them that deep, you're going to get some serious pain <laughs> as okay. their roots grow through your, your skull. Maybe not then. Or maybe you just, I don't know, are there any plants who's, who secrete some kind of analgesic or painkiller? Like, because uh, aspirin is derived from willow bark, right? Yeah. Somehow, could we develop new plants that, in the same way that a mosquito will will bite you, and you'll get a reaction afterwards, but like at the time you don't feel anything because they're anaesthetizing you essentially. Mm. So you Can want to you... make kind of leech plants? <laughs> yes, but uh, like we can agree, people are fat, right? <laughs> not all people i will grant you but like incidence of obesity is, is a is a problem of our it's age it's on the rise yeah it is but what if you told someone listen i am not gonna lie i am gonna just i'm gonna fill you with seeds <laughs> like you are gonna be a plant man but you can eat whatever you like because they're gonna need that to grow keep eating in fact they need the calories y- yeah but that, you do know that that's not how plants you know take in energy there's this thing i don't know if you've heard of it actually called um, photosynthesis <laughs> and uh, so so they, they actually make their own so you might actually gain weight God, that's, that's fascinating tell me more um <laughs> no you're right actually okay so maybe what you do is you go the other way right because we also live, we live in a fast-paced age maybe some people they don't have time to eat anymore right there's all these like uh breakfast on the go you buy this like slurry in a bottle you drink that instead so cover a person in algae or whatever um, and then they'll just, you know, get the calories that way. You could tattoo algae beneath the skin. Oh, no, that would be cool. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And it would live and grow and it would be a, a vibrant green. You can Until you become else. a horrific mutant man. <laughs> but then you become, you're self-sufficient. Yeah, and you make it your mission to infect more people with your algae. <laughs> you become a kind of um, hive mind. <laughs> That's such a good Batman villain. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like Poison boy. Ivy. <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like she wasn't so much a victim of the... I don't know much about Poison Ivy, but was she infected with a weird disease or was she like... She was more like queen of the plant kingdom, right? Yeah, I don't know how she actually got that way. Me neither. Mm. I don't know her Maybe I'll story. add it in in post. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think we should just make up our own. In my in my headcanon, she was bitten by a radioactive uh, ivy you plant. Ha- you have a headcanon? That would be a great body mod. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best, actually. Can we weaponize these things? Okay, well, before we move away from the plant thing, I don't think you're going far enough because you're starting off with these small, you know, seeds which you're implanting, but you don't have to stop mm. at, at seeds. You can make the seeds bigger. So, okay. and again, with this arms race, it ends up with just, you know, like implanting a pineapple beneath the skin. <laughs> um, just an entire fruit. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything it needs to germinate. Yeah, exactly. Stick a, then stick a plum in there. No onus on you to contribute, uh, you know, watermelons. Right. Depending on how, how far you want to go. Um, <laughs> Think of the convenience factor. Like once that thing is in you. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's also like a camel stores water in its hump. You store water in your watermelon. Yeah, it would be perfect. And it would it would add an extra reason why you should never inquire of a lady whether she is pregnant or how far <laughs> along she is, you know? Because in our, in our current world, our current drab, boring world, um, they can just be like, I'm not pregnant at all. And then you realise you just call them fat and you feel terrible shame. Yeah, would you but like to this... sit down on this bus? No, <laughs> I just have a watermelon implanted in my belly. <laughs> and then they show you and you're horrified and, and yeah. you know, you made a mistake. Um. <laughs> Other, yeah, other body mods. Uh, I'm thinking genetic modification is obviously something which will probably take off at some point in the future. It might be a long time, but uh, oh, you I don't could know. definitely I think, get I think we're ready. some interesting traits from that. You know, mm-hmm. um, horns, 
don't have to just be, you know, metal ones which just screw in anymore. They're like natural horns. They're biological, yeah, all natural. Yeah. And um, it means that you could, uh, like, as a, a an infused body modder, you take it beyond mm. your own body and you decide, like, on your child's, <laughs> you know? Like, you yeah. design a child from the ground up. Mm. They don't. Those horns don't have to be on the head. Branch out. Literal yeah. branches. Exactly. Go back to plants again. Yeah. <laughs> we all no never leave. Not to. So, because one of the problems with body modding, I think the idea, I, I might be wrong, the idea is to kind of, you know, stand out from the crowd, to look individual. And to I would assume. Unless they're trying to create a new species, right? Mm. <laughs> Maybe they're, they're the first of a new race who will all look like that. The goal is conformity. Yeah, so unless they're doing it that way. But I think normally, like, body modders do it to look different. But the problem with that is that if everyone starts doing the body modding, then you all look the same. And then you're like, oh, well, that was pointless. But with genetic modification, no such problems. There are, like, thousands, some would say millions of genes out there. Um, and you can have any combination you choose. You're not going to look the same as anyone else. Don't let yourself be limited by, like, what genomes are actually viable for a living organism. Just get <laughs> exactly. in there. Just modify that. You could even just take a, take a DNA sequence, mess it up, put it, pop it in. Yeah, you know. like a deck of cards. Just shuffle it, cut it, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, see see something. what happens. Yeah, why not? Real baseline. So what, what are you seeing as, like, potential... Well, the, the possibilities are endless, really. You know, frog's legs. Oh, mm. as just stealing from other species. Well, yeah, I don't know what else you could do um, that hasn't been done. Nature's done quite a lot of it already, to be honest. That's true. But to be fair, we haven't, you know, we haven't started exploring that space yet. Who knows? That space, as in the universe, or <laughs> no, 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 sorry. Like, there's a term I read it in a in a in a, in a book, Andy, an actual book. Wow, um, do they still I exist? I read it recently, and I can't remember what it is. It's the probability space or whatever. It's like there's the sum total of all the potential genomes that could exist, and then there's all the ones that have actually like arisen within nature. And obviously, like a vast proportion of these are totally non-viable. If you if you made a creature with that genetic code, they just wouldn't exist as a being because you don't have the right proteins for like bones or or whatever cells. But there's got to be a load more we haven't explored yet. Like, there's no way we've had every creature possible. Yeah, so a kind of monkeys and typewriter situation where if you just kind of smash enough genetics out, exactly, you're going to yeah. create something that's viable. <laughs> it yeah. might not be very happy. But you're going to go viable. through a lot of. Uh... Yeah, it might not be happy. That is true. We've we've had a lot of sci-fi on that topic. But on the other hand, maybe you make an awesome tree guy and he loves it. What is it with you and trees? Why, <laughs> Why are I'm, you so obsessed with plants? I'm very ecologically minded, all right? But I, I do think there's more that could be done. I all think right, you're you... working for the the um, the Illuminati. That's, that's who you're <laughs> working for. You monster, the Illuminati. <laughs> all right, listen, on the subject of illumination, mm. right, let's go more artificial. What about stick some LEDs in there? And by in there, I mean in your body. Would this be, um, would this again be under the surface? Or would you go for, uh, maybe if you put some more powerful LEDs, like within your stomach cavity, you could okay. like see the outlines of organs and things. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, in in the dark night, when the Joker like implants a mobile phone uh, yeah. as a trigger mechanism for a bomb inside one of his cronies. Yeah. And his, his belly like lights up when he phones it. It's terrifying. Mm. Have that, but just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you look cool at a rave, and actually, while you're at that rave, I you can buy t-shirts and stuff that have got like um, they've got a little chip or whatever, and, and a sound sensor, so it, it recognizes the beat in music, and it has all these LEDs that will light up like to kind of match it. So you look awesome, but have that just in your body. So you take your shirt off, you still look awesome. 
Yeah, but of course you you put the uh, the rave t-shirt industry out of business, wouldn't you? I don't know though, because I mean, I feel like there's there's a value to because you're not going into the rave naked, right? Unless it's that kind of rave, you're probably wearing clothes like as well, that's, you. That's the kind of rave <laughs> I was imagining. So. <laughs> you're making a lot of assumptions here. Um, what if like yeah, but you queue up outside, right? And your coat because it's cold. Your coat mm. is flashing, right? Just to whatever tunes you are going on in your mind or whatever. It doesn't matter. But lights, mm. right? Have them everywhere. And then, like, you, you leave your coat in the cloakroom because this is a classy rave. But your T-shirt <laughs> is now flashing to, like, whatever tunes are actually being played within the club or the warehouse or wherever you are. And mm. then once you get really into it and you've taken every drug you can find, you're <laughs> shredding your clothes by this point, right? But your body yeah. but is you're still, still illuminated. <laughs> exactly. In you're flashing on sense. two levels. <laughs> we both went there. Yeah, and that's the goal, I think, is to never not be emitting light. To always have a background beat and to always be physically seen to be in tune with it. Exactly. Yeah, always. That is the dream of, of all ra- true ravers. <laughs> Of everyone, I think, really. I mean, you know, just tap into that the, the beat of life. Equally, um, they've made uh, recently. There's um, this thing called piezoelectrics, which is uh, you generate electricity um, just by movement of materials. Mm. So what you could do is you get get some piezoelectrics to power your LEDs, so that when you dance ah. or move, they light up as well. That's epic. So like, the harder you dance, the more you just like radiate. Yeah, you can you can physically see how much effort someone is putting into their their raving not just by their movement yeah they are they are glowing (laughs) you can barely see they're so bright they're like the sun (laughs) (laughs) that sounds incredible to me i love this incredibly threatening atmosphere created as people just like (laughs) furiously pumping their limbs as hard as possible to like just outglow each other they have dance competitions and it's (laughs) it's just blinding (laughs) everyone wearing three pairs of sunglasses just to withstand it yeah that sounds amazing. I'm on board. While you're at it, um, why not? Why not knock your teeth out? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Not, yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> not at the rave, but like in a perhaps a medical setting, um, if you're lucky, and then just replace them with novelty dentures because we can make teeth these days. It's not difficult. It's not. This isn't the old days when we had to collect them on battlefields and make them out of wood. No, we make you nice shiny ones and they're more durable than the originals. Like, why would you keep these stupid... What kind of backyard dentist would you go to and they'd agree to knock out all your teeth and put in, like, some metal ones? <laughs> the thing is, like, grills are already a thing, right? You can you, you can get gold teeth, you can get gold teeth caps, you can get little diamonds and things set in your teeth. Yeah. People are already doing cosmetic tooth stuff. I say just go further. It's much easier if you just, like, remove everything that's there and then go, you know, from the ground up, you could have shark teeth. Or just go minimalist, you know. Just gums. Just look <laughs> like your, your grandmother. Is that your first minimalist thing? Gums. Well, no, no, not guns, like pew pew. Gums. Oh, gums. Like, if you don't put any teeth in, minimalistic I was imagining guns for teeth. I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's about the most, um, like, I don't know. <laughs> to go with your head cannon. Like, your whole yeah. head is just weaponized. Yeah. <laughs> You could sell it as like self defense, right? You you've got a you've got a special like venom sack full of mace and like mm. a distribution mechanism that just comes out your nose. You have the right to bear guns. arms and bear teeth and bear, <laughs> bear head cannon. Yeah, because by this point you've had your arms replaced with bear arms, so it's all hair and claws. <laughs> well that's the genetic modification coming through, isn't it? Exactly. Like you could combine these and, and I mean imagine how powerful you'd be. <laughs> Uh, 
And the surgery, I mean, you could, you could, I mean, it wouldn't all have to be aggressive. You could go for, like, I mean, just weird, frankly, or like more, I don't know, more romantic. Romantic? Yeah, what if um you have like a, you know, people have tattoos to show that they really care for someone and they never want to leave them. It's like a show of dedication or whatever. That's right. Really it's the it, smartest but... thing you can do. It never goes wrong. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, what <laughs> if you want to go that step further? You know, you've, you've, You've had a tattoo which says, I love Mary, mm-hmm. um, and you, you still really love Mary. Oh. <laughs> and this tattoo just isn't showing it's it. It's not showing it enough. It. I've had 20 done all over my body so that everyone can see <laughs> from all angles, but it's not enough. Yeah. I need to approach Mary and ask if she wants to be artificially conjoined as twins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this ha- does this happen before or after a marriage proposal, or instead of? Yeah, it's you, the new marriage. It's the okay. New, so you go thing. down on one knee, <laughs> and then, and you, then you, you stick your forehead to their knee. Surgically. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this is like a, a DIY job, or that you're getting it done in the hospital. No, it's professional. It's yeah. Okay, yeah. right, right. <laughs> but you do it symbolically for the engagement, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You maybe you start off just wearing handcuffs, but like I don't know, like nice looking ones or. People yeah. might get the wrong idea. Maybe not handcuffs. Uh, hmm. Maybe you maybe start off with nice just kind women. of um, temporary stitches, and you <laughs> right, right. You put your hands together that way. You know, holding yeah. hands. Absolutely. You have some special gloves made to uh, cover the scarring, <laughs> and uh, and then eventually you get the surgery done, and then you're just together forever. Yeah, and you could you could you know you don't have to go um, hands necessarily. You could go as far as you want. You could um, mm. you could wear them as a backpack, for example. <laughs> Or like piggyback style, where the front is just glued to your back, or yeah, um, but but it looks like an actual backpack, so you you chop their legs off, and then... <laughs> of course, yeah, just Re- sort of reduces the weight. Wear them round. Well, it's pointless. You don't need two pairs of legs if you're stuck together. That's a very good point. Well, what about, however, if you uh, you stood back to back, right, and it would be like what's his name, Jan- Janus, Janus, oh, the guy January is the... named after. Yeah, the um the Roman god of uh, crossroads. Now, he's probably Greek to start with, let's be honest. Who, Janus? No, Roman. Okay, that's probably the name. He's, he's one of the rare gods which was Roman in origin. Oh, they made him up from from whole cloth as well. Well, I, I don't actually know. But I think he was. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to someone correcting us, maybe, if they, if they care that much. Yeah. Yeah, but back to back is the point I'm making. 360 degree vision. It comes back to the security thing. Like, nobody <laughs> I can love you so alley. much, I never <laughs> want to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, there is there is a negative way of spinning that, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure that wherever I look in the entire world, you will not be there. <laughs> That's true. You'd, you'd actually be able to sleep relatively easily, though, I think. Like, provided you're happy with sleeping on your side. Spooning becomes yeah. impossible. But, sleeping uh, on your back, not such a, a good thing anymore. <laughs> Unless they like sleeping on their stomach. Some people do. <laughs> they like their face being crushed into a pillow by Some their own Some people weight. sleep that way. I don't know how it works. Mm. Yeah, side would probably be best. Uh, rolling over as well would be somewhat difficult, but I guess you decide getting out of bed as well. Yeah, would be an issue. Ah, uh, you might have to have some knee work. I'm not really sure how it would work. Okay, I I see some issues. Maybe if you're gonna have two heads, maybe just head on shoulder, right? Like say for people. Oh, like the shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You'd have to invest in twice as much shampoo, of course, but I think it'd be worth it. Well, it depends if you've gone for you know the grass, uh, <laughs> the turf hair. At that stage, you have to invest in fertilizer. You're not you're not getting away from this. There will always be a, an industry of people selling you head products of some description. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Do bald people still have head products? I guess they do. Moisturizer, right? Listen, I had a, a totally bald teacher at my school, and I swear he shined it. He was buying like dome <laughs> wax or something. I promise you, it was so shiny. He went to the place uh, in bowling alleys where they shine the <laughs> shine the balls. <laughs> he just, he just stick his, his head in there every Sunday. <laughs> felt like a new man, ready to face the week and blind people in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Think of all the, like, these days we have these people trying to sell us, like, uh, you can do your haircut at home, you've got these clippers and, you know, just the right length, etc. It'd be like that, but it'll be like tiny mowers for your, your you know, your, the garden on your noggin. Yeah, they'd be shaped as actual lawnmowers as well. Oh, you get like a hover mower <laughs> for your head. <laughs> You can once the modification goes really far and there's a new race of like tiny people, you can employ a guy in a tiny sit-down mower to just come and mow your, your head for you. Yeah, this is such a utopia we are imagining. <laughs> just think of the potential, all the possibilities. It just, just I think, think we of just the need potential to capitalism. It. it would be incredible. Yeah, but just, you know, people expressing themselves at the core of it, that's, that's all I want, really. I choose to express myself by having bare arms, guns for teeth, <laughs> and a head cannon. What would happen if all the lights in in the world, all the lights, okay? Think of them. Okay, you imagine them all. Yep, got my eyes closed. What if they suddenly and inexplicably uh, turn green? Just green. Permanently. Okay, all of them, all at once. All at once. Uh, Ah, well, I tell you what, your Christmas tree would look very dull. (laughs) Is that (laughs) it? Is that your first thought? It honestly is, yes. That well, is the first thing I thought. What if it wasn't at Christmas? Uh, well, well they, Is that just not a possibility? <laughs> well, the thing is, the manufacturers would have to start thinking about that immediately, right? They're like, we can't sell people these fairy lights, everything's just green. Their trees are green, this is absurd. The marketing team wake up and they, they see that all the lights have suddenly turned green. And, and they, just, they start jumping out of oh. windows, it's like the stock market crash for them. <laughs> the worst thing ever anyone who makes like leds and stuff like no splat yeah but apart from that um i don't know they would really bother us that much what do you think i i uh mm, i disagree okay so first of all um you kind of have to think of immediate consequences so for example um traffic lights all the lights turn (laughs) green so there'd be immediately a lot of crashes that is Um, true and many would die (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in many words, let's be honest. Mm. Basically, any any scenario where a green light signals go, which I imagine mm. is the case for quite a lot of the world, I'm that not is... entirely sure. Oh, God, in, in uh, amusement parks, like water parks, where they've got those slides, and it's oh. like a red light and a green light, and you don't go to the green light, right? Suddenly, people are just piling up inside those things. It'd be awful. Any any room where it's like a radio or whatever, and it's like don't go in when the red light is on because they're recording. It's like oh, it's green. I can go in. So yeah. the show's ruined. Ruin ruin Adele's next album, <laughs> and that <laughs> would be a travesty. It certainly um, would. So there's there's that kind of thing. But then if you if you think about it a bit more deeply, I refuse. Um, um, I'm still on <laughs> I'm still on transport because that's <laughs> our favorite topic. What, what are you thinking of? <laughs> I'm thinking of the fact that like green signifies like port side or left or whatever, like on plane wings and boats and stuff. Green, green okay. is a direction, is a side. Not anymore. Now everything's green. What are you gonna do? Go in circles? It's awful. That that, <laughs> that is a tragedy. <laughs> all right, let's move on. What were you gonna talk about? <laughs> I was gonna say, um, if you think about it, all screens are essentially just panels of of you know thousands of tiny lights. Oh yeah. So and only it, a third of them are green. Yes. So if they all go green, um, every laptop, every phone, uh, every device which relies on a screen um, is 
basically useless. Oh boy. So, but hang on, would it just be like a. It's just, it's just everything green now, so it's just a panel of just blasting just green light at you, just neon green. Yeah. Or just, yeah. is it now monochromatic? Because, like, what was the red light? Because they're in little clusters of three, like, right? So mm. you've got your green, your red, and your blue. Is the, the blue and the red just going to be really dark green? I think black? you could design it so that future laptops were like that. But I think out of the transition, they would just, you know, be the same. Everything's just green. And then, and then you have to make a new generation of monochromatic... Like, yeah. On the green well, scale. you'd have to go back to, or you could go back to the um the kind of eighties style of of computer, the ones with black and then just green text. Right, right, yeah, it'd be perfect. And and all the eighties video games, presumably, it'd be Pac Man, but less colourful. Mm. Less Pong, colourful. Pong's fine. You don't have Space to Invaders. Pong. Space would Invaders. be absolutely unchanged. Yeah, Galaga um. and all that jazz, asteroids, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all that, all that nos- artificial nostalgia for uh, an age that we weren't even alive for um, would suddenly come to the fore. Mm, because but you'd be forced to play those games. That's all we'd have, yeah. It would be that, or it would be... You could have modern games, but I guess if everything is just a wash in green and like white and black, it would be like everything is through a night vision filter. So you could have the next Call of Duty, but everything is night missions, which might not be like massively different to what we've got now in certain franchises, to be fair. Stuff like Splinter Cell, maybe you don't need to change it that much. Batman, you have detective vision on the whole time in the Arkham series. Why would you that not? You can see through walls. True. Right? Stop it being blue. Just make it green. Bob's your uncle. Happy days. Yeah. Bob's your uncle is a phrase that may confuse any American listeners. I'm not going to tell you what it means. Uncle Bob. Everyone has Uncle, uncle Bob, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Do they not have him out there? We'll find no. out. Um, Bill. Uncle Bill. <laughs> Who's the, who is the American mascot? Uncle Bill is it Uncle. No, who's the uncle guy Arthur? with the hat and is like, we need you to fight for America. <laughs> American Colonel voice. Kitchener, isn't he? Huh? I was making a joke. That's the British guy who wants you to join up for the army for World War One. Colonel Kitchen, oh, okay. I think. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah. There goes the That's joke. what he's called. Uncle Sam. Sam's your uncle. Um, <laughs> Sam's your uncle. Perfect. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, what other side effects would there be? Um, Lord, well, I mean, I'm still, you know me, I, I put the plants first. And in this scenario, <laughs> I think they'd all die. Uh, it would be terrible for our... Photosynthesizing oh, friends because you know, they need I did a everything biology buckling, degree. Right? <laughs> you I did. did you should have thought of this. Really. And I never even thought of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very good point because uh, brief science lesson. Do, 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 that's my science oh, jingle. I'm, I'm sitting comfortably. Um, well, you know, but this is for the listeners' benefit. Oh. <laughs> um, so plants are green because they reflect mostly green light. Um, so they don't use green light to photosynthesize and make food for themselves. So if everything's green, all the plants are going to die. So what you're telling me is that if, if the visible light spectrum is uh, not even visible, right, because infrared and I don't know what they eat, but the point is you present them with like all these wavelengths as a kind of a buffet, they are going to mm. go straight for the red, right? I think the red and the uh, some blue as well. Right, they love it. So essentially, and, and they hate the green. So ironically, even even plants who are the greens don't want to eat their greens. They go yep. straight for the equivalent of red meat. <laughs> it's very unhealthy. But the point is, uh, just green light, they'd all die. Yeah, they would all die. Um, which might, some would argue, that might have some knock-on effects on humanity. <laughs> One or two, maybe. I mean, we don't use them for that much, luckily. So Plants, yeah, no, it would be fine, no worries. It would affect the body modding community, and I think Sadly. they would be the most deeply hurt. <laughs> I'd go out of business, certainly. <laughs> and I would be hurt by that, so. But some animals, like, would be totally unfussed, like all those bugs you see in ultraviolet and stuff, or uh, the mantis shrimp. Mantis shrimp would be laughing. 
the sorry we may need another biology lesson here actually <laughs> all right i invite anybody who's interested in the mantis shrimp to simply google uh or google the mantis shrimp or youtube true facts about the mantis shrimp and you will find a, a truly excellent series of true facts about things the i thought mantis- that you were going to invite them over your house <laughs> Oh yeah, come and have a look. I've got a tank full of the things. No, they live in the ocean, and uh, they are they're this kind of weird shrimp. They kind of look like a like a caterpillar of the sea. They're covered in all these crazy patterns and colours. And the fun thing about them is, and I think this is for sexual selection reasons, because they need to appreciate like the beauty of the, the kaleidoscopic mosaic they've got going on on each other's like skin. Um, we have rods and cones in our eyes, and we have cones sensitive to three types of colour, as I understand it. And they make up our like visible. So every color we see is based on the three colors we're sensitive to. Uh, they've got sixteen. It's quite a lot, isn't it? It is. It is more than any other known creature. Pretty sure it's sixteen. Mm. Um, so they would be. I'm pretty sure they'd be fine. Like if we all we see is green, we have children, and all they know is green. Um, mantis shrimp kids. They're still maybe they lose a few. They're still gonna have like at least ten colors. Yeah, they got all those about. different shades going on. Yeah, no problem. They could still do some paintings, which would be really impressive. <laughs> right, Van Gogh, <laughs> actually a mantis shrimp. The, the human art community, on the other hand, very limited. Suddenly, <laughs> interior <laughs> design becomes very drab, and difficult. Mm. Everything's just a swamp. Everyone is forced to do kind of minimalist in terms of color. Um, you know, like people who have all white houses, but right. everyone has to have all green. Yes, um, or all, all white with touches of green. I guess you could. You'd, you'd still have black. So yeah, that's just an black. absence of green. You've got like greys, greyish greens, brownish green. greens. Yeah. Well, uh, you you could still have grey because you've got you've got black, which is absence of all green, and then but you white. Don't have white. You don't oh have god, white. you don't because white is made of everything, ev- all colours. So yeah, you just have the the brightest possible green would be your yeah. new white. Exactly. Ah, oh, that looks awful in my head. <laughs> it's really Dear bad, god, right? and I am talking to you from inside a room that is painted green, and I still hate that idea. Yeah, I think, you know, we've kind of learned to ignore white. We focus on the other colours, in in a sense. That's why you paint rooms white, because you kind of ignore it. Right, we have white paper. Think so of the you... post-its. They make those things <laughs> bright green so they stand out. What if your paper's just bright green now? What are you going to do? Make them green. darker green? It's awful. Yeah, just different shades of green. It would not be good. It'd be... <laughs> don't, you you... don't know what you mean. No rainbows. There would not be any rainbows, and maybe... Well, they would, but they'd just be <laughs> be one band of green. <laughs> just there it is. But in a green sky, how would we know? Yeah. How oh, wait, this know? is assuming that the sun's turned green. Are we assuming that as well? Oh, uh, that's a point. Well, if the sun doesn't turn green, we definitely have a reference point for white. Yes, we'll we'll still have colour in the daytime. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so we're... in my mind, all colours have just kind of become green, to be honest. But I guess you're positing all artificial lights. So in the day, you're all good. But yeah. at night, it's just the green zone. Hmm. It's kind also, of. Hmm. What about fire? Does fire count? It is kind of an artificial light. It does occur yeah. in nature, to be fair. I okay. mean, this is, you know, a hypothetical situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, in that case, fire, fire is, uh, is included, I reckon. And, and bioluminescence, too, presumably, like fireflies. Sure. All those yeah. weird anglerfish, everything, just green. Unless we just kind of harness that. Well, no, because, yeah, you could just make bio versions of uh, LEDs and stuff. Yeah, maybe that would mm. be it. It'd just complicate the industry a little bit. I don't know. Either way, um, I'd see it as, like, almost a, a potential revenge move by colorblind people, or just possibly <laughs> they just, they just like, finally, you know, our pain. 
People with red green color blindness are just like, yes, this yes. is what it's like. Finally, my day. I can be a pilot now because no one else can see properly either. That's <laughs> what it is. Let's go. Green light to land. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a, a running joke. Like once everyone had gotten over the initial shock of it, maybe um, I can just see a lot of a lot of jokes about that. Green light, green, green light to <laughs> yeah. engage. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Would more fights begin? Because just there's no other kind of light. What do you mean? Because they give you the green light before you start firing your machine guns or whatever. Like that's I don't true. Know how these things work. Also, um, I guess just identifying like uniforms in terms of uh, in terms of like, the color that they glow. No, like uniforms, you wouldn't know. You couldn't judge based on the colours that someone was wearing, who they were. I'm thinking, like, you know, um, the blue I just, helmets. I just want to check the... with you, because you know what century we're living in, right? Like, the days what? when the red coats all lined up <laughs> no. and knew who their friends were by the colour of their jacket. Like, that's no. kind of over. People wear yeah. uniforms now, in fact, that are deliberately designed to camouflage yeah. them. Yes, but I'm Often thinking... Green. I'm thinking of um, the blue helmets, who are the UN... Peacekeeping force. Ah, okay. They rely on their blue helmets to identify them as peacekeepers. Um, uh, but if everything's green, you can't see. But to be fair, uh, they're painted black. Like we'd still have pigments of different colors, right? Yeah, but we can. You couldn't see that color if you it, only had green light. Right. So you'd be fine during the daytime unless the sun is also green. Yes, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. No, that would be a problem. It, they'd have to pattern them. They'd have to do polka dots. Right, dark mm. green all over, very bright spots, something like that. Yeah, I guess everything would become very much. I think design would become much more focused on pattern than color. Mm. It would be a more textured world, which I don't think would would be a bad thing. But maybe it's what ev- we need. everyone would be dead <laughs> <laughs> because of the plants issue. Yeah, we've covered that, but I guess, oh, I, guess I don't know. But if if the sun's there in the day, that's only that's the only time uh, plants need you know light. <laughs> yeah, I think for the purposes of this question being interesting, it has to be that the sun turns green as well. I think so. I think so. All right, Andy, I've got a question for you. Okay. And you, as you know, means of transport, it's one of our favourite topics here <laughs> on Hypotheticals, apparently. It's basically all we talk about. It's fundamentally, it's that and sports. That's all, <laughs> all that seems to come up. And um, Terry Pratchett. Yes. He's been in this one, actually. Well, well now he has. <laughs> He's ubiquitous. Anyway, um, I need to I need to credit my lovely girlfriend here because this arose, really, it was inspired by her lecturer at uni. She does psychology. She's doing a unit on traffic psychology. And her lecturer, as far as I can tell, is a maniac. Traffic psychology, more interesting than you'd think. It's about, like, the psychology of people behind the wheel. Um, what leads to, like, more incidences of car crashes and whatever. I don't really understand it. What I did understand was uh, this guy saying that basically it's insane for people to be given cars to drive. Because, you know, you want to fly a helicopter, you need to go through extensive training. It's really quite intense. But you're, you're unlikely to hit anything up in the sky. It's mainly just to like keep you up there so you don't land and crash, right? But roads mm-hmm. are hotbeds of obstacles and moving things that you can hit and kill. Yeah. So it's nuts that we allow this. Um, and he seems to think the solution is uh, everybody on bicycles. Right. Okay. Right. I can I can see the benefits. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. But my question to you <laughs> okay. is, what if if you were only allowed, globally speaking, or nationally, I don't know, but what if, what if everyone just had to use one type of vehicle, one means of transport? 
what would okay. be it's like a going it's like desert island discs like what if you're only allowed one means of transport for the rest of your life you and everyone else in society what what would you pick hmm i think if i was gonna do it like a legitimate answer i would probably say it would have to be self-driving buses right because uh. you eliminate the, the the person behind the wheel problem Mm-hmm. Just go with self-driving, um, which is coming anyway. So uh, <laughs> that lecturer will soon be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot to say about self-driving cars, actually, because there's a whole uh, there's like a moral psychological issue when you come to programming them. Mm. The cars are going to have to make decisions like, okay, a crash is unavoidable because this child has run into the road, or like this deer has, you know, something's happened. Mm. I cannot avoid the crash. Who do I kill? The car has to decide, right? And it has to decide based on programming that you've set up in advance. So that means that at the at the design and manufacturer level, someone has to decide. Yeah, like, who's but I think die. like I've heard this problem before. Um, it's yeah, it's it's kind of like the it's called the trolley problem, I believe. You know. Yes, it is. So if you there's like a trolley hurtling down a hill, and you can either change the direction on a train track, I think. On a, yeah, on a, on a, yeah, like a kind of um, American style, um, like a tram essentially, and it's hurtling <laughs> out of control, and you can switch a lever to. Um, move the uh the target of the people it's going to hit from you know a group of five kids to a group of two old men or something and what you would do yeah because there's a lot of people hanging around on these train tracks so yeah. really, what <laughs> yeah. you can do is decide which set of train tracks this trolley is going to hurtle along. yeah and there's various different iterations of this i don't think it's realistically going to be an issue in that many scenarios because the whole point of self-driving cars is that they just will be good enough to not get in this situation that is my hope as well. Is I mean, they're going to be quicker at reacting than a human being, certainly, and they're going to have more eyes, and they're not going to be on the phone and, you know, whatever, mm. drunk, tired. So you'd hope. There will still be scenarios, though, where your child just sprints across the road and the car is going too fast. Well, then that's the child's fault, isn't it? <laughs> we need self-driving children, <laughs> ultimately. But are children not self-driving? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's the issue. We need automatic... We need, like, uh, you know those... Hun- I always like... um Because... <laughs> Some parents, they'll just let their, their squalling brat like run around willy-nilly, right? Some people have the prevalence to put them in a whole, like a whole body harness, oh, yeah. right? And they'll either wear them as a backpack or they'll put them on like an extendable <laughs> leash and let them run around like a very well-secured dog. And yeah. I've always admired that style of parenting. Well, have you uh, seen the, the push chairs just automate. where you, you sort of seal them in as well? <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah. Do they so, have airbags? They have like a, no, it's, it's just like a kind of... um. You just put like a tarpaulin over like, everything except like the the head, <laughs> so they can't get okay. out. Okay, I thought that was against like rain. Well, maybe, but it also keeps <laughs> them in because you like zip it up. Well, maybe that's what we need—just like automatic self-driving pushchairs or like a, like a harness <laughs> that can stop your child running across the road. Maybe through a sophisticated system of electric shocks, we can figure out the details <laughs> later on. But maybe, the point yeah, is, we need a harness which, whenever it's it's self-driving, so whenever it looks like danger you're about to do something really stupid it just <laughs> paralyzes you briefly or pa- or maybe because like if you say say your child goes into a dive right because someone on the other side of the road has kicked a football um and your child needs to we're back on sport the combination of sport <laughs> transport it's happening uh, i don't know okay say your child or trips or whatever right but what you've got you've put them into a harness and it's got like a, like astronauts have got a way of unleashing a small burst of gas or whatever to like <laughs> maneuver themselves in case they come detached from their spaceship. Yeah, it's like that. It's just covered in little 
squibs or whatever, and it will just fire one and propel your child in the opposite direction wow. to, towards safety or, <laughs> le- or some lesser danger. <laughs> Well, because it knows, like it's intelligent. There's algorithms. What, or what if you have, like, um, in your sleeves and your your trousers, you have um, uh, like drone rotors sewn in. <laughs> so yes. if you trip, you just end up hovering there. God, yes. You need I to have good core strength, but it's, it's worth it. <laughs> so they wouldn't be on most of the time. You wouldn't be like floating to work. No, no, they're, they're okay. emergency. They don't have much power. Okay, okay, but they'll just yeah, they'll prevent. They'll they'll, they'll like lessen your fall yeah. or stop you. Falling into the road. Yeah, there we go. Mm. That's what we need. But here's the thing: you need to pick a single mode of transport. So okay, you can't have okay. self-driving buses and these things. No. Self-driving buses. That's that's fairly solid. Mm. I'd probably go self-driving buses. Yeah, you know, bus All routes right. everywhere. Everyone has public transport. Everyone's happy except you know rich people who have to slum, right. slum it with the rest of us. I guess you could have Unless, different classes. They could make penthouses. <laughs> yeah, upper floors, right? That's just for the yeah, like multi-story buses as well, not just double decker. That's that's too low. So, what what would be your single mode of transport? I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be bicycles. Why not? <sighs> because, because I think that's like a, a you know, buses are, are good, but bicycles yes. are, are next because environmentally top notch. You know, I will grant you. zero yeah. emissions. Well, the thing is, you've got to decide. Like, are you thinking? It's a it's a matter of scale, right? From an individual level, bikes great. Like provided you're a fit and healthy like adult, uh, or if, you know, child, teenager. To be fair, and but, if like, you're not if you're fit not... and healthy, you'll become if you're cycling everywhere. You know. <laughs> Unless you have like an issue with your legs. Well, you can get you can get hand cycles. Fair enough. So just an elaborate system of different types of cycle, all pedal driven. Yeah. Just whatever part of your body works. Exactly. Fair enough. What if you're elderly or you have like joint trouble, arthritis? You can get like um, they have those bicycles with like uh, you know, seats on the back. Go on one okay, so you get a chauffeur, a rickshaw. Yeah, like sorts. a rickshaw. Okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. I'll go with you that far. Uh, so okay, individual level fine, and like if you you zoom out way far, and now you're looking at like health of the planet in terms of global warming and all the rest of it. Yeah, great, cut down emissions, whatever. Commerce becomes a, a huge issue because suddenly there's no <laughs> trucks or ships or whatever. It's just people carrying you know individual baguettes in the baskets on just, the front of their bikes. Just build big, bigger bicycles. Bigger bicycles. You have got a team of like twenty on the front just pedaling this yeah. huge trailer. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's fair enough. And, but... you know, with increasing mechanisation of the workforce, this is a way to get all the people who are now unemployed and put them to work. Because <laughs> you oh, need a true. lot of people in transport now. Yeah, it's not going to be one lorry driver to, like, however many tonnes of cargo. Mm. You're going to flip it. <laughs> one tonne of cargo, you're going to need 16 people dragging that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, th- that's fine. No, and maybe that's the solution is to really branch out. Because I think the fundamental issue I have with it is the bicycle as unit, right? Because the car, for all their imperfections, and they'll keep you dry in the rain. Let's not forget that. That's important. Okay. Um, they have a lot of like comforts and things that bicycles don't. But they also they have the benefit of occupying an entire lane of traffic by themselves. That's right. That's a downside, surely. No, it isn't. Because if you've ever walked through a busy city, as I do on a daily basis, and you've seen the insaniacs on bicycles ignoring the traffic lights like veering between pavement and road skittering around vehicles like despite the honking of horns yeah but that's because there's vehicles there imagine it without the cars yeah imagine imagine the writhing mass no you've seen videos of intersections in like beijing or india or whatever where there's like a million people on mopeds and it's just this insane 
like just a, an insane tentacle mass of moving parts and crashes must just be inevitable on a yeah, daily but, basis. Okay, right. Imagine that, but people can fall over super easily. Imagine like <laughs> eight eight lanes. Like every time you've got one lane for cars, there's six bicycles moving abreast. If one dude falls over, that's a that's a pileup waiting to happen. What are you doing roundabouts? You can't get into the inner lane. Everything's spokes <laughs> and wheels. But I okay, right. You're imagining that we maintain our exact infrastructure and just put bikes in. Just oh well, like, I want. I I'd like to hear your alternative because what are you going to do? Have single lanes? Everyone has to move in single file. You're going to get to work. You've been on a bike path before, right? That's yeah, what I have. they are. It's yeah, but that's because there's so few people on bikes. If you get everyone who's currently on buses, trains, and cars also on bikes, those bike paths aren't going to cut it. Yeah, but you put more bike paths in, and you convert oh, so- your roads into bike paths. So you're positing like a sort of a grassy verge between each path, keeping people within their lanes. Yeah, yeah. And it's wide enough to, you know, overtake, but it's not wide enough that multiple can ride abreast, even though people still do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you'd have to have, like, because this is now the only mode of transport, you'd need to have, like, a driving test kind of thing, but for bikes. Yeah. Um, And everyone would actually need to pay attention. We we have that kind of cycling proficiency. Yeah, but it's not legal. You you don't have to do it. And we'd have to have a crackdown on people running red lights and stuff. We would. And possibly more helmets and things. Mm, yeah. But listen, I don't know. I really don't know whether this lane issue would work out. Because I'm just picturing, like, you need to you need to pull out of your driveway, right? And it's already yeah. difficult enough in a car if you live on a busy road. But, like, you just wait till someone lets you pass and then you occupy one lane of traffic briefly while you get out and into the flow and then jobs are good, right? You keep on trucking. Yeah. But bikes, like the lane on the outside is super busy so you want to get to the third lane along where there's a gap but you've got to traverse two lanes of traffic to do so tunnels tunnels <laughs> tunnels into the lanes like how does this work are there just potholes and people emerging from them to join the traffic flow i'll yeah. explain it's like it looks a bit like mario there's just holes everywhere and pipes <laughs> pipes people just popping in and out teleporting. Yeah. Sure. I just just imagine a motorway because as it stands, like there's already a certain level of complexity to making sure that you're in the right lane for the speed you're going, and then like all my exits coming up, I need to like traverse three lanes of traffic to get there, but I have a certain amount of warning. Now there's eight lanes of bicycles. Like signaling is a pain because you've got to stick your arm out and knock some other guy off his bike. Like there's no, <laughs> you know, that you can get that much more bicycles which do that for you. You know. Yeah, you would have to. You'd have to automate like, stuff. I don't think you could use motorways. Motorways are not designed for bikes. I, I'm just going to no. put it out there. You know, it's a controversial <laughs> I statement. I think you're right. So, what do you replace them with? Does everyone just have to live within their towns now? I suppose. Um, I don't know. There's, There's no lots more. Travel. <laughs> lots of bike paths everywhere. <laughs> so many bike paths. Yeah. Or what you do? Okay. If if the single mode of transport can be extended to just pedal transport. So oh, right. you have a bus, just which it. is, you know, 40 people all pedaling <laughs> and one driver yes. steering. No, but, I like this. And there's, um, and then, you know, you have pedal barges. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Of yeah. other rivers. Pedal cargo ships. Why not? Go nuts. Exactly. Um, you know, they already have pedalos. They do. That's true. Yeah. That's good for like coastal travel, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, when we you won't get you far. You know, I need to go to America. Let's get on this pedalo with... 2,000 other people and absolutely smash it. (laughs) (laughs) Just smash it. Absolutely smash it. Pending storms will be absolutely fine. Yeah. No worries. But to be fair, you wouldn't, I guess, 
like the pedalo, the pedals are right there, kind of water level. Mm. If you're making a pedal driven Titanic, you'd have you'd still have an like a propeller driven engine of some description, uh, but like not driven by a propeller. Sorry, like yeah, driven by everyone, gears. Yeah, driven by gears, and then everyone's pedaling like in the upper decks, mm. but there is still like a big stable hull to stop you. And you'd have this insane kind of cog gear work to make everyone's motion feed into one massive gear. Which then, <laughs> like, single... just goes so fast. It's insane. <laughs> it has to be continuously lubricated just to keep <laughs> yeah. up. There's someone operating, like, a pedal-driven, uh, like, oil machine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it would be amazing. In that scenario, I think, uh, with your pedal trains and your pedal cars and everything else, the ultimate mode of transport really becomes the pedal pub. Uh, what's a pedal pub? <laughs> you know, you've seen them in, like, I don't know, Berlin or Amsterdam or whatever. Uh, they've got, it's it's a bar. Like with beer taps and everything, and a canopy to keep the rain off, and then around it, like bolted to it, are a load of uh, bar stools, and they've got pedals, and people just wander up. It doesn't go very fast; just kind of trundles around the town in genteel fashion, mm. and uh, you feel like a pint and a bit of a pedal. You stroll up, you take a seat, you order a pint, you pedal along, off you go. Well, li- just when you're drink done, driving. Pop off. <laughs> yes, but you know, slowly, it's fine. Seems to be sustainable. How big are these pubs? Are they like, like a full pub? <laughs> No, no, no. Imagine, imagine a bar from a pub. They're like okay. that size with like a sort of an outer concentric ring of bar stools. They're not huge. They're and like who, the who steers the, this? Less than a bus. The I think the, the barman. I'm not really sure. He's got a lot of multitasking going on there. There's there's usually like three barmen. So maybe one of them is like the helmsman, as it were, and then there's the two like first mates or the first and second mate perhaps <laughs> mate. who are pouring pints. I don't know what the nomenclature is, but I, I'd like to imagine they're wearing admiral hats. <laughs> they all talk like pirates. <laughs> Well, why wouldn't you at that stage? And I tell you what, you could go further. Like you've got your pedal pub, and as you say, that is drink driving. Maybe that's just for for evening travel or like Friday after work. You need a bit of a celebration, but the rest of the days you've got like a cafe, like yeah. Starbucks. But you could, you could operate it like a pirate pub. <laughs> you you go to other pubs and you you steal their alcohol. Yeah, that's true. You just like, crash it straight to the wall. We'd be going to the three feathers. <laughs> Up to ramming speed, boys. Pedal, <laughs> pedal. <laughs> and then you're just rolling kegs onto the thing up some kind of ramp. You've got all these grappling you know. hooks. <laughs> yeah, just dragging yourself in. I don't know what they've been needed for exactly. You're and not you, on the seat. Pedal away. <laughs> yeah, the, the police are all coming after you on bicycles, oh but you've got that. You've got that buzz going. You don't care how. You're not going to get tired. Yeah, the police keep falling over as they knock into other cyclists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know if they've got lights on the bikes. Like it would just blind people. It well, on be. the helmet, surely. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, it's just, and the siren is coming out of the helmet as well, which yeah. means they are just. It's like they're being flashbanged constantly. Yeah. <laughs> The police become very ineffective. Unless they're the only people allowed cars. Everyone else is on bikes and the police are just barreling straight through <laughs> like dozens of cyclists. So <laughs> They've got a, someone to chase down. They don't care. I cannot imagine how inefficient it would be in a world run by bicycles to have a car. It would be awful. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be like, you you know when you you um you drive through really deep water after a flood? <laughs> <laughs> be like that with it all just kind of going over the the um the front of your car the be bonnet, like that. everyone just all, all these cyclists just pouring up bouncing off your windshields <laughs> oh, what, an, what an inconvenience you got your windscreen wipers good <laughs> every so often you hear a puddle of them and it's just oh no oh, it's a real mess. There's, there's a poor pedestrian like trying to hail a cab like by the side of the road and then you just you breeze past them and just cyclists pour onto them out of the drenched <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Try, trying to hail a, uh, a cycling cab. <laughs> Pedal cab. Yeah, right. A rickshaw.
All right. What else have we got? Though? We're doing transport. Um, we were. Well, yeah, with sport though, you could do it. Because <laughs> you don't have, you know, you don't have Formula One anymore. But what you could have is pedal jousting, right? Ooh. So you get you get two teams, and one's on a tandem. They're both on tandems. Uh, the one's run. on a tandem. The other one is just <laughs> sing a normal bicycle, and the other person is sat on the handlebars. It's very yeah. precarious. So you have the person on the front with a shield, and the person on the back has, you know, the lance, and uh, they just go at it. You know, I like it. Yeah, just launch them. I think pedal jousting actually should be the single mode of transport. <laughs> well, yeah, just everything has to be competitive. You can only go to work if someone is coming in the opposite direction at the same time, and at some point you're going to meet and try and knock each other off. <laughs> you have to arrange things. It's like an Uber pool system. You need a special app to figure it out. If you arrive unbruised, you get a fine. <laughs> If there's Sorry, no sign of just... damage, if your lance is not broken, then you have done wrong. <laughs> that's right. That's how they used to... Yeah, because they used to make them out of wood, right? They splintered really easily. It's like a soft wood. Yeah, yeah, otherwise that would have done... You know, that would hurt a lot. Right, which... <laughs> safety was their primary concern back in, in the medieval jousting days, I'm certain. But yeah. you know what? Thinking about taking it back in time, animals, right? Horses, single mode of transport. Okay. Why not? Just ride a horse. Because... Well, surely the same problems arise, which you so hated about bikes, with horses. <laughs> Ah, uh, horses are cool though. <laughs> bikes are cool, <laughs> but more more importantly, I feel like bikes. Like, and I, I'm basing my experience of the bicycle on on the streets of London, right? The tough streets of London town, where people are trying to maintain that same fast paced lifestyle, and the bicycle is like an accessory or even a means of doing that. Like these these guys don't have time to wait around for a taxi or like they get in a car, they're just going to be stuck in traffic. No, I'm going to get on my bike, go even faster than those guys stuck in traffic. So I'm yeah. picturing trying to maintain our current pace of life on bicycles, and that doesn't work out. But with horses, I feel like, scrap it, you just go back to a very kind of easygoing Victorian or earlier kind of, you know? You had yeah. your horse, you don't move and around that you, much. If you really did need to get, get someone fast, you could gallop. You'd have you to could, replace yeah. all roads with kind of grass, though. Oh, dirt tracks, cowboy style. Yeah, you'd have like those dirt towns. There's, there's no need to lay a road. No. Just leave no. it sandy, dusty. I, I do like the idea of a horse motorway. It's just like going to the races, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's commentators in little booths, like, periodically. <laughs> and they're off, <laughs> laying far, pulling ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to know the name of every single horse in the UK. <laughs> well, oh, they could have, have license plates. You have to have a sign. Yeah, exactly. With, but with a name, like Red Rum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They're unique enough, horse racing names. Yeah, I'm sure there's... there's yeah, you'd have to register your horse's name. You couldn't... You know, you can pretend to be another horse. They do that already, though, surely. I'm sure they have an elaborate system of keeping track of uh, horse racing horses. Oh, they probably do, actually. Racing horses, as they're sometimes known by people who don't want to be constantly redundant. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, horses, that'd be cool. You can extend, extend it to other species, or, you know, elephants. Um, whales. <laughs> so practical. Yeah. Whales. Provided you only ever need to go... Uh, 200 meters below the ocean surface. <laughs> they they can surface, right? They have to to breathe, in fact. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you'd be fine. But mostly like where they go is down. You know. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, hmm. I mean, it might work out. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Another idea I had um, was just to have lots of lifts or elevators, if you're American, um, and slides everywhere. Oh, okay. So you just get okay. the lift up really high and then you slide to New York <laughs> <laughs> you take that playground idea and you just extend it yeah, yeah. 
Kind of like the the tube from Futurama, but less sort of... Because that would have been more pneumatic. Yeah, I don't know mm. how they're propelling those people. This is just good old gravity. Yeah. I think um, it wouldn't it wouldn't work very well in the uh, all lights turn green scenario because <laughs> because <laughs> once again with the slides everyone would just go at once and there'd be a, an awful seed at the other end. That's true. You'd have to wait for the bright green light and and not go when there's a dark green light. That's true. Yeah, be the only way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ju- I just love the idea of a load of like grim faced commuters. Uh, they've got their umbrellas, they've got their briefcases, they've got their hats and their overcoats, and they're all just piling up in this pipe, just <laughs> squished. But they're all very carefully not making eye contact and trying not to make a fuss, much as they do on the train. Can you imagine delays to the lift, the the lift slide service? Oh my like, god! There's been a collision on the on the slide. Please wait <laughs> for us to deal with it. And one of the, they sent someone with like a chimney sweep brush or like a plunger. They just had to kind of like funk, mm. like push I everybody like, out. I like the idea that um. These slides also branch and convene, kind of like train tracks. Um, right. So if you're going to a city, for example, you'll enter this massive kind of huge highway of like oh, thousands God, yeah. of slides all next to each other, which are coming in from different directions. And you can just like look over and see all the other people sliding. There's a guy with a <laughs> newspaper reading it as he goes. <laughs> he's trying to maneuver a broadsheet like as he's being propelled <laughs> yeah. along. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? There's, oh god, I took it to a grim place, but like there's those beggars who you sometimes get on trains and they kind of push their way from carriage to carriage and then sort of give a heartfelt speech. And, but like they're just, you glimpse them going past in a slide and they're just trying to pitch you really quickly, like hands held out. Like, come on, man, it's really cold. Yeah, that's it. That's good. How would you like, like, as you enter the slide plex, or like, you your exit's coming up, how do you manoeuvre within this slide? I feel like you have to have it pre-planned. Okay. Or maybe you have like a clicker, and it, you know, with train tracks, how it shunts across. You got right. Yeah, yeah, so it's automated, you just need to give it like fair warning, and then it shunts like, shun you through. It, yeah, it does it for you automatically. I, I think this would be great. It'd be fun, certainly. They would sort of blot out the sun, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, but we, we've already identified that in this world all plants will be dead because of the green light issue. So there's, there's no, that not really a great need for sunlight anymore. Yeah, or I suppose um, going for you know like uh, kids' toys again, pogo sticks. Oh, they're good. Just really big ones. Actually, I saw uh, there's a, a cartoon from my youth, and it was part of some almost an educational series featuring Goofy. There was one on like uh, learning to ski. But obviously mm. it's Goofy doing it, so he does everything wrong. Or like one on learning to swim. And there was one on like the, the joys of the pogo stick for some reason. Wow. And they, they made a song about hop on the pogo stick. It's great. <laughs> and it was literally, it was a world where just pogo sticks were the means of transport. So I've seen it done. Wow. <laughs> You've seen it done and it worked for them. So. <laughs> it worked great for an army of Goofies. But, you know, and you could scale it up as well. I want to go to America. So everyone just gets onto this enormous spring it's just massive and they force it down you, you, the tension is, is insane there's so much g-force and just poof gone you just launched in one one bound i mean at that stage why not just like catapult people <laughs> catapults is right? good just spring-loaded or, or not spring-loaded just however yeah yeah like, and, and the advantage with that is that you could attach parachutes to the people um, that's yeah i guess if you wanted to Either that or like some kind <laughs> if you of want insane to net. Splat them against <laughs> walls. Well, or, or like especially, like it depends. You either have the equipment on them to slow them down or you have it at the other end to catch them. Depends what, what works out easier. That's true. Yeah. I suppose the issue is if you hit someone else while they're, you know, going down in a parachute, you just smash through their parachute. That's true. You'd have to calculate those vectors. I don't know. There'd be a certain amount of finesse. And that's actually, 
Yeah, because on the one hand, you'd want the parachute just for the security that you're not relying on the net at the other end, right? right? But on the other hand, you have the collision issue. But also, if you are trusting the net at the other end, it's a bit like now. I find it kind of funny the way we have very elaborate security checks and passport checks and everything. Sorry, no. We have all the security checks before you leave at the airport, right? Mm. And you have all the passport checks at the other side when you arrive. And yep. they're like, are you an illegal immigrant or whatever? But as you leave, they don't really care. Like, they barely glance at it, if at all, because they want you out. They don't care. <laughs> uh, and I always thought that was kind of this kind of like a mean move, like, to each other by countries. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to export, like, any number of annoying bu- bureaucratic cases because it's a destination that will have to deal with it. Yeah. And similarly, like, I'm happy to launch people, <laughs> like, to other continents. And their landing, I leave that up to, to, to you. Like, Yeah, that's, that's not our problem. problem. Exactly. <laughs> we we launched them. Sure, we launched them without any means of landing. But when they did die, it was in your country, so it's your problem. Yeah, you signed the waivers. I mean, I don't know what you want from us. I mean, it it'll solve itself eventually because the the huge pile of bodies will suffer the impact. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those scenarios where being an early adopter really is not yeah, not, not ideal for you. This is why you shouldn't. Level. Yeah, you shouldn't um, pre-order. No. Yeah. <laughs> Once it hits mass market, that's when you're safe. Yeah. But yeah, I think the problem with catapults as well is um, if, because obviously transport is used for mass shipping of mm. goods as well. So you'd oh, just yeah. be like, you'd be flying through the air, reading the newspaper, um, <laughs> and uh, you'd be smashed in the in the side of the face by, you know, a giant cargo container. Yeah, like a shipping container, like a huge metal, you <laughs> yeah. just splattered it against it like a Looney Tunes character. I think it would also be quite damaging for the bird population. I don't think they'd do very well. Oh, that's true. But I guess after a little while, they'd evolve to fly higher or something. What, and just kind of live on top of the the cargo which is flying through the air? I mean, just kind of above it is what I meant. Because obviously there's going to be a limit to how economically sound it is. Yeah, but they've got to get through that layer, don't they? Oh, that's true. Now, is it possible for birds to like hover perpetually and photosynthesize or something? Do they? How often do they have to come down? What, because what? Slots... birds live on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, the current generation certainly, but like, take sloths, right? Uh, I will. Okay, yep, I'll do that. <laughs> They're very related to birds. In that they <laughs> are covered they... in plants. Body models. The first body models slots. <laughs> they they in actually moss. are though. Yeah, they're covered <laughs> in moss. They're great. And they I as I understand it, they only come down from the trees like once a week because that's when they're vulnerable. Yeah. Um but they have to come down, I forget exactly for what purpose. I think it might be exclusively for going to the toilet. Okay. And I'm I'm not sure why. They should really or is it find a way to fix that. It might be mating. Do that in a tree though. I don't understand the issue. Monkeys do, I'm sure. Mm. But whatever, whatever sloths are doing to remain up in the treetops the whole time, um, birds need to do, but remain in the clouds. Yeah, I think you're underestimating um, <laughs> how much energy it takes to fly, first of all. And also, well, um, you know, the fact that there is no food just just in the sky, really. Un- unless they learn which packages to peck through. Cause some of well, those this this was my idea. This was that they would la- they would their new surface state would be the packages flying through the air. Okay, and they so would they go down and land one. on those mid-flight. Right. Um, and, you know, <laughs> get a few oranges from there and fly. That sounds the good. Is, they can't nest anywhere, can they? You can't nest on a container flying through the air. Uh, you could very briefly. Unless this is a... <laughs> um, this is quite a, a random direction to take it. Have you mm. heard of um, the patent which was recently revealed that a- Amazon has? Yes, Amazon. Uh, you know Amazon are rolling out their drones. Oh, yes. Well, their idea was for a giant floating warehouse in the sky, like a Zeppelin. 
God, yes, but I've seen it in fiction, the, I want it. <laughs> to keep all this random stuff in, and drones then use it as a hub to deliver from, like flying down. Um, yes. So I guess, ah, oh, this is another mode of transport, but forgive me. Um, if there was one of those in the sky, they could <laughs> Covered in live catapults. on that. Yeah. They could. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they could also live um, like wherever the reception zone is, just full of nets and things to catch these packages. Mm. That means there's a safe zone around it, because obviously you don't want your cargo just smashing to the ground. That's very true. If, if you nest right next to the net, you know you're fine. All the packages are going in there. Yeah. I guess what one solution you'd have to do is you'd have to schedule um, when flights were going to be in progress, you know? Right. So Maybe like human flights. Or human flights versus... Um, cargo flights you wouldn't True. you wouldn't schedule all of your cargo from china to arrive on the same day that there's a convention in london <laughs> it's gonna go badly you would there would be some elaborate like data analysis going on to figure out like who could fly through what air corridors mm. yeah that's true but i mean i you know it would automate that it'll only get easier as computers get better yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't see an issue <laughs> it could be hilarious I want to get everything delivered, like, from myself and my relatives to my Amazon parcels to my pizza, like, everything <laughs> just by catapult. I just want I, want... I want a text that tells me to open my windows to just receive this bounty. I'm just imagining Amazon, like, you're, you're on Amazon or another, you know, pick your internet site of choice, but you're just, like, tapping away and like, ooh, I fancy uh, buying... I don't know, um, a, a pot plant to stick on my head. Um, and you <laughs> right. you like do that, tap, 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 and you're like, ooh, express delivery, please. <laughs> like a minute later, a Smash. pot plant smashes through your window. <laughs> Lands straight on your desk where you wanted it. That's the advert. That's how they That's how they pitch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's instant. You hit send, like instant delivery. Gosh, what is this? <laughs> Click, smash. I just thought it's all. Like, oh damn it now i need another window click that smashes on the floor anything yeah. fragile would not fare well it depends how they package it like you wrap something in enough bubble wrap i'm pretty sure it's gonna make it so you'd have these huge like tumbling packages and it contains like a single china teapot like, but buried. equally you know like bubble wrap that's that's very um there's a lot of air resistance with bubble wrap it's true. Like the, not a lot the of, shipping you know, would be astronomically expensive. Yeah, it wouldn't get there very quickly. What you'd probably have to do is catapult them from short distances. You probably wouldn't do long haul catapulting. You'd have relay catapult stations. Yes, yeah. You might have to have them offshore, like floating platforms, middle of the Atlantic, just to give them a boost. That's good, yeah. Just yeah. just hop stuff there, you know? And almost the pogo stick idea, but here, here's another one, right? Transport of people, maybe more than goods, but kangaroos. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Or maybe it works for goods. Just tuck stuff in those pouches. Oh, I see. You just Send ride along off. in there. Yeah, why not? They oh, got nice. in there. They're strong. Yeah, I think that's that's what the world is missing. There we have it. We, we've got the solution. I, I don't see any problems. I actually don't. What, to the kangaroo No. Solution? There's no yeah, problem. I think it's fine. And I, I mean, it's like a horse, but kind of cooler. You'd be protected from the rain. You'd be comfortable. It'd be so you could warm. be on your iPad or whatever. Yeah. Got milk, if you're so inclined. <laughs> Found us. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I told you. It's going to be fine. Just shut up. Let me do the talking, right? Just shh. Fine, okay. Alright, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. Hello, officer. Yep, uh, I. No, how. 
how fast did you say? <laughs> no, that's. I think uh, your instruments must be uh, reading that wrong, and uh, we can't possibly have been going that fast. Jump, There's no jump, way. Jump up. Uh, oh, yep. Here's the license. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I promise yeah. I won't do it again. I'm. I am sorry. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. You want me to step out of the vehicle? You're. You're not gonna take me. Oh. All right. All right. Here we go. Strap. <gasps> Adriano, where, 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 you, uh, officer, um, so Adriano's just, just floated off in, into space, um, right, I, I, I don't actually know how to drive this thing, so, still, still inside the hypotheticals podcast, um, the police officer, do, do you know how, how to drive? Okay, good. Ah. So, that was the Hypotheticals podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, um, I'm not sure if there are going to be any more because Adriano is floating quite close to a black hole. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you liked it, please leave us a review on iTunes. By the time this comes out, we may or may not be on iTunes, but uh, if we are, please leave us one. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at hypotheticals that's hypotheticals without the r though and uh yeah if you want to follow adriano i don't know if he'll be posting much from now on but uh, he's at mr hal m r h o w l and i'm at rain tortoise rain sounds like train and tortoise sounds like mortis see you next time bye